I guess the topic for today's episode is um, how we can create safe spaces for African-American young adults. Um, I just feel that that's very necessary in um, today's society because we are faced with so much challenges that young African-American kids have to face, whether that be in school, um, jobs, um, on the streets, you know, living in different areas around the country. You know, it's very, it's been a very emotional and very hard time for African-American kids around um, the nation because um, for one, this is totally off topic, but um, there was a young man killed in Mississippi and, um, you know, it was not fair that his life was taken so soon, but it is just a reminder, you know, that we still have very far to go and that people that look like us with the same skin tone are getting killed every single day, you know, and sometimes it makes the news and sometimes it doesn't, but we really need to touch on this subject, I think, and I think it is very crucial that we talk about it. Um, I know for me, um, how I felt when I heard about it, um, I was very, um, very emotional because it definitely, um, it definitely made me question certain things, trying to figure things out, put pieces together. And um, I know that there's nothing I can really do but to try to, um, you know, just be more outspoken about how I feel about the issues going on in the world. And one of those ways is through this podcast, you know, right now I'm sharing how, you know, young African-American males and females are affected by the system that we live in, you know, for the African-American young men, you know, there are one in four, one in 10, no, actually, I think it's one in seven African-American men are incarcerated each year and it's going up, you know, the numbers are going up and um, it's very sad because we some in some parts of the world in certain states, you know, there are ghettos and you know that are just you know they're populated by black people and um I know where I live it's um there's a there's a town near us and um it's very easy to get into trouble first depending on where you live, you know, in New Haven. And in New Haven, um, I know that recently, um, one example of a, a young man that I know that I was friends with in middle school and um, was shot and killed was a close friend of mine. We hadn't talked in years though before leading up to his death. But when I heard that he was dead, I'm like, I was just very surprised and shocked, you know. I was very shocked because it um it made me made me realize that you know, it's not only that 
the cops are killing young African American males, but that um, we are out here killing each other. And, um, you know, it's very, it's a very pivotal point in, um, in, in time we're living, you know, the system, it definitely makes, it's, it's causing people to, to turn on each other, African-American young men to turn on each other and, you know, really just not work together to figure out certain problems or to um, unite. And we need to unite, you know. And for the sisters, you know, the African-American women, they've held us down for the longest time, you know. You know, you'll hear you'll hear a woman say, that's my man, I'm sticking by him. <laughs> you know, women will say that sometimes, you know. African-American women will say, that's my man, I'm sticking by him. And I guess that has definitely been something that's been used for a very long time, you know, like say back, think back to like slavery, you know, I heard this somewhere that the woman would see the men get tortured so badly that they would automatically step up and say, we're going to take care of the children, do the work because if we can't, because he might get killed and, you know, we got to step it up and make sure we're holding the house down and, you know, black women have been you know, the backbone of our society for a very long time. And, you know, you don't hear too much about um, the struggles that African-American women go through, but they're, they're struggling too. You know, we, we as African-American people in a group are struggling, you know, right now. Um, you can hear it in songs like Be Great by Kevin Ross. Um, he talks about police brutality back in 2016 when the Baltimore riots happened. And, you know, I think that, you know, we needed to lash out and not lash out, but we needed to um, release, release um, certain things that we as African-Americans, you know, have not been able to release because of our trauma from the past. And the riots were a way of releasing uh, anger and frustration against our oppressors, which were the police, you know, who were doing the killing, you know, that. And I think that was around the time where Tamir Rice was killed and, um, you know, and Trayvon Martin back in 2012. But, you know, those those deaths really sparked a movement like the Black Lives Matter and, you know, just the Black Lives Matter movement. And I can't say that it's not totally it's not totally a good thing, but it's not a bad thing either because, you know, it does stand out for black people. But I don't think it should be used for any other purposes, but besides promoting um the lives that matter, which is African-Americans, Black Lives Matter. And um, I think back in 2020, um, a lot of people were posting um, on social media about um, the deaths of these young people 
who are getting killed around the nation. And um, it's very, it was very, it was a very emotional time for the African-American community, like I said before, because we, we were still in shock that this was happening. You know, we didn't know that um, we would have more trials to face, more trials and tribulations to overcome, you know, besides what we already are going through at the moment, you know. And, you know, we to to veer off a little bit, you know, we do have some young African-American women and men who are really making a change in society, too, you know, who are deciding that they want to go to school and get a degree and, you know, become doctors, lawyers, um, accountants, um, and just any profession that really, um, you know, helps them get ahead in the business world or the, 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 the world, get some ahead in the world, because this is life, you know, life is very hard for African-American people. And, we need to recognize that the young adults, the young African-American adults are going through it as well. Not just that uh, the older generation, you know, the older generation definitely paved the way for us. But we we are deaf. It's, it's the same thing. Deja vu. You know, you know, we're seeing the same thing over and over again. We're seeing history repeat itself, you know, it's, even though it's not talked about. You know, there are people still being hung to this day in certain states and no everywhere, you know. Um, and we need to learn to, we need to come together as a people and really um, find a way to unite and not, you know, tear each other down with our words, our actions. You know, when you have two when you have two people, two African-American men who, let's just say one in this circumstance is living in a impoverished neighborhood, impoverished neighborhood. He, he went to high school, probably dropped out in 10th grade, got his GED later on two years later. And then you have another dude who you know, he graduated high school, went to college for four years, has a great job, and he is making about, you know, good money, you know. The difference between these two people is that one is one has, you know, the the African American man that has um been educated, he we don't know what he's been through, but, you know, he he has been through some trials and tribulations. But something deep down inside made him want to, you know, go for, to get that degree because of a certain circumstance or something that he saw in his life that he did not like. Something that he wanted to fix in his community. And, you know, that really has to be your motivation to want to, you know, fix certain things in the community that are not talked about very often or that is swept under the rug. 
And, you know, let's just say this guy that didn't graduate from college but has got his GED. He's probably working nine to five jobs or odd and end jobs, you know, trying to uh, make income. Maybe he has children. Maybe he has a girlfriend, baby mama, you know, and he has to pay her child support. You know, now he's tied up and, and uh, he needs support. But... You know, you know, the, you know how the system works, you know, um, sometimes the mothers get more than the fathers get and the father just left to slave and work. And sometimes they're not even able to see their kids. And that's very sad, you know, for young African-American males, too. You know, we we some of us are fathers, you know, to children and we need to recognize that. It's not just, it's not just uh, the women that are suffering too. The African-American males are suffering too. We as black people collectively need to do better. You know, we need to do better and work together to um, unite, you know? You know, we, is you know, the guy, the examples I talked about with the two African-American males, I know that in... If I could pick out one person that fits that example, um, to be honest, uh, probably, probably my, I could use my uncle for an example, my mom's brother, you know, he, he is a doctor, but he went through many trials and tribulations, you know, to get where he is today. And he's a successful doctor, you know, he, um, he, he grew up in a household with my mom and my grandparents and my grandparents did the best they could despite the circumstances. And it's amazing how he has come a far away from just working at a hospital to owning his own practice now, you know, and I don't get to talk to him that much, but he, you know, he really is doing his thing. And, you know, I'm sure that he has had his fair share of trials and tribulations, you know, growing up as a young African-American man that was destined to be a doctor. You know, there are some things that, you know, that aren't talked about, you know, in in that field, you know, getting to getting to that point to be a doctor and um, getting your degrees. You know, it, it is a lot, you know, what you have to deal with. Um, leading up to that point, and I applaud him for that because he he definitely is a good doctor. And every time I have gotten sick, you know, as a child, my mom would call him sometimes, and you know, he would give my mom advice about what I need to take for medicine so that we wouldn't have to go to the doctors. And it actually worked, you know, most of the time it worked. So. You know, and, you know, we, we need we need collectively as African-American people to work together on issues that are, um, you know, really present in the black community. And, you know, it all starts with the youth. You know, someday the youth are going to grow up to be adults 
And in this episode, I'm talking about young African-American adults. And, um, you know, recently in January, um, at the beginning of the year, you know, one of my friends from middle school, he passed away. He was shot and killed on in he was shot and killed. And it was very sad that I heard this, you know, but I knew that um, it was going to be hard for his family. You know, I wanted to go to the funeral, but I had some take care of some things that day. But, um, you know, it's just very sad. You know, another life taken too soon. And um, it's just a reminder that we have so far to go. We have very far to go. But if we if we took time to change our thinking patterns and just really you know, put it towards uh, more productive things as throughout uh, our days and weeks and months and years, you know, that goes into a reflex of how we think. Also, you know, when you think positively, you ultimately are doing better in the world and you make wiser choices. But when you don't have a healthy mindset, you know, especially as an African-American uh, young adult, you know, you may um, veer off on the wrong path, do things that may not be legal or illegal and develop um, unhealthy habits. And, you know, you'll go down a rabbit hole and in, 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 all, in all seriousness, you know. But the thing that really... um really um that really puts us ahead is when we have education you know my mom told me one time you know when I was little she said one thing my father always told me was no nobody can ever take your education away from you and I've tried to use that to the best of my advantage sometimes you know but I have to admit even sometimes the work that I have to do seems a little bit too hard for me and um, what while I was in college and I know that I can get through it but it's gonna take a lot of concentration and dedication because you know they don't make it easy for us to try to complete w college work and get through college like other people other um you know Caucasian people do because some Caucasians you know they they do, not saying all, but some of them do have it a little bit easier based on their social economic status. And, um, you know, they, you know, when I was in, on the college campus, it seemed like um, they were a bit more careless than we were. And we had all these organizations for um, African-American young adults to indulge in, like the BSU, Black Student Union, we had um, debates, we had a rally one time, um, and we went to New York to the African-American burial grounds, which was actually a very good trip. But, you know, um, I think that we definitely need to have a lot more safe spaces and be more educated on certain things as African-American um, people and young adults, because when we know 
the information and the rules and laws that the country was founded on, we become even more of a threat to certain people. But then if we use that information and put it towards, um, you know, more positive uh, activities, you know, and change our thinking a little bit and have a positive mindset and help and eat, you know, just be help, just be positive, you know, we can really change as a people. And, um, you know, back in the day, you know, uh, for for young African-American um, people, our, say our grandparents, for instance, you know, there was, there was no speaking our mind or they couldn't speak their mind on certain things, you know, because, you know, say they were down south in the 1940s or 50s, you know, people were getting lynched in public, public areas, you know, in front of, you know, people, you know, and it's very, it's very sad that this happened, but we've come, we come so far from that, but we still have very far to go. So that's what I'm basically trying to say. We have very far to go, you know, but we have came far, you know, because young African-American teenagers or young adults back in the 50s and 60s and 40s, you know, they didn't have the liberty to, you know, just go to certain um, stores or public places and do what they wanted to do, you know, shop or eat at a diner or even uh, work at certain places because some jobs, you know, unfortunately, we're not hiring African-American people, you know, and I think that now, you know, I think young African-American males are the target in for law enforcement officers, but, you know, our women have always held us down, you know, the young, the young ladies are very, I think they're, they're up and coming too, because they, um, they're definitely going vigorously against education, this education aspect down, which is very, um, I think that's a very good thing because, um, not only do we need young educated African-American males, but we need young educated African-American ladies as well, young ladies as well, because, um, We we have so much potential as African-American people, but we also have shortcomings just like anybody else. But as long as we work together and really just, um, you know, unite and think of ways we could, you know, help each other out. I think that's when we can really make the change and distinguish between what we need as African-American people and what is not necessary. Yeah, that's that's all I really have to say for today. Um, yeah, please tune in for more episodes. Um, I really do want to share what I have, you know, share more knowledge share uh ha- probably have friends on you know more guest stars you know um on the podcast um 
and you know this is all this is all uh this is all a blessing you know you know you never know how you can impact someone with your words your time you know somebody will listen and somebody will um you know recognize that you are doing something positive you know and you want to make a change like like many others and um I just thank you for tuning in today's episode and hopefully I will be more consistent and uh just share more content all right peace